Y'all, I hope you had a wonderful New Year's Eve and are ready um, for another year and just seeing what the Lord has in store. Um, today, we're going to be getting into um, the book of Genesis. Um, Genesis, actually, is chapters 1 and 2. We're not reading all the chapters, so don't worry. We're not going to cover all of it. Um, one, it's a lot of information in there. Um, and two, we're just going to kind of hit the highlights here. Um, this last week, as I was praying and, and trying to decide, all right, Lord, we got a new year coming up. Um, what is the first Sunday of the new year, you know, need to, need to look like, need to sound like as far as the sermon? Um, naturally, I looked at um, some, some other preachers that I'd seen in the past and looked at some other notes. Um, and a lot of folks kind of come back to this idea of like, man, it, it is a new beginning. It's a new, new creation. It's a new day. It's a new year. Um, we all want to think positive. Some pastors are big into like thinking positive thoughts. That's not really my style. I'm a big fan of prayer, but that's cool. Like thinking positive thoughts or like how to handle your finances. I talked to a couple friends. They say, man, those first couple weeks, Sundays, we always talk about money. And I was like, everybody loves to talk about money. No, they don't. I dropped my phone on the floor. But, um, but I decided, you know, I just want to come back to the basics. And in the last a few months at Lake Point, really since we started, um, it surprises me. I'm consistently surprised because people, when I ask them, and I don't usually ask, but when people write like, y'all wrote the sweetest Christmas cards to our family, it was really sweet. And I read those messages or people send us a, an email or a Facebook message or you can tweet us. I'm not on Twitter, but you can try it. There's something on there. But y'all, I read those and I'm always surprised that can I just be really honest? I'm kind of, I don't know. This is my first Sunday back in a little bit too, so it's going to be a rough Sunday. So just prepare yourselves. But sometimes I'm surprised that people come to church here <laughs> when I'm preaching here. Just going to be honest. Because I'm not the best preacher I know by any stretch of the imagination. The youth group, hey y'all, what's up? Asked me to come on their winter retreat in a couple weeks. I don't know if they know that or not yet. Is that for the kids know? Is that Okay. Y'all, I'm coming. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to ski and snowboard. And I was like, why would the teenagers ask me to be the speaker on their trip? And I figured it was because of my fashion sense and my quick wit. And I'm so cool and hip. <laughs> nope. Talking like a dad. But consistently, I come back to that. I'm like, Lord, people keep coming to church here. We baptized almost 30 new believers into the kingdom last year. The Lord's moving, and we're looking at this. We've had families restored. Y'all, in 2021, we saw miracles happen that you can't explain. We saw kids born that weren't supposed to even be here. We've seen buildings come and buildings go. We've seen church gather. And all the while, I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I'm not the best preacher. And you know what he usually says? If he audibly spoke back to me one day in heaven, I think I'll actually be able to see his lips moving. What I think he's saying, he's going to go, no, you're not. You're absolutely not. But you're just telling them what I've already said. Remember Lifeway bookstores? I'm not knocking Lifeway. I used to love that. I was a preacher. I was a, I'm still a nerdy guy. I would go to Lifeway just to hang out with the other pastors, I guess. I don't know. Look at commentaries and stuff. 
I was always surprised because I go into Lifeway and I'm not knocking any of these things. I'm sure some of you got in Christian books are going to radically change your life this year through the Holy Spirit. But I'm always surprised when you look at the New York Times bestseller list, which I don't do, or any other bestseller list, and you think, okay, let's look at the Christian section, right? What's coming up in the Christian world? And every year, men and women are writing hundreds and hundreds of books and making millions and millions of dollars off of these new ideas on the Christian faith and what God is doing and what he has planned and that excites me because I like reading sometimes. I enjoy that. Like in high school, what was it in high school? I read one book in high school. Read more than that. It was The Good Earth and it was okay. But as I was praying for this today, I kept coming back to this simple idea. Just go back to the beginning. We don't need to create anything new. It's going to be a harsh kind of sermon. Maybe we'll see how this thing comes out. If you're wanting the Lord to speak to you today and you're asking yourself, God, why haven't you spoken to me in a week, month, year, 10, 15 years? I'm going to go on a big limb and say it's because you're not reading your Bible. He has already spoken. Church, he has done everything in his power to give us ultimate access to who he is and what he has planned. And he invites us to open these things and read them. You ever read this stuff? It's crazy. We're preaching through the first few stories of Genesis. If you haven't read those before, they're really messed up. Like church folks have been messed up for a long time. Like the first family, they were going through some stuff. But I just wanted you to know, as we're starting 2022, I want to be as transparent as I can. In our own household, we are going through Scripture. My wife's leading a lot of ladies through reading through the Scripture this year, reading through like the whole Bible this year. In our own family, we're doing this. And I'm inviting all of you to do this together with us. I'm not going to send out like a daily. Today's Genesis 1, 2, and 3. If you want that, just Google it. There's hundreds of those out there. But I do want you to know, for the first few weeks of this year, we're going to be going through the first few books. On Sunday nights, we're bringing some of these things back that we haven't done in a little while because... I don't know if you knew this. Tommy was explaining the miracle stories like December 21st. Things happened. 22nd happened. The 24th, COVID hit the Harrell house and it was a party. Yeah, and we're, we're here though. But no, I, we, we got through those. But like tonight at 7 o'clock, we go on our back porch, just me and my wife. We have our two chairs and we open a Bible and we have a conversation and we just invite anybody that wants to join us via the internet. You can come to the house, but it's really wet today. It's going to be kind of messy out there. We cleaned a lot of the porch yesterday, but we invite you to join us online um, and watch that. And we're going to be unpacking some more of these things because y'all, there's a lot of information here that's hard to understand, but don't allow the devil to coerce you into thinking that's a good reason not to read it. There are a lot of people in this world that don't agree with this book. Lots and lots of people. There are lots of people around the world today that are hiding in hiding places to read this book together. So I want us to read it and to trust and see what the Lord is going to do as we get back to the beginning in the book of Genesis. So we got Genesis. It's the first book of the Bible. If you got a Bible with you, you can open up the first couple pages. We're just going to do the first, uh, we're just doing two chapters in Nine minutes, no, we're not, um, um, in just a little bit here. Back to the beginning. The very first birth of the Bible, verse of the Bible. Let's open it up. I have a lot of notes in mind. Here we go. The very first verse, verse says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're about to cruise through the days of creation. So if you don't know them, you're going to get these things in the Cliff Notes version. Before we get into those, 
before I lose anybody that's saying, what about this? What about the dinosaurs? That's a good question. Shawnee's going to have that answer tonight on the back porch. We're going to explain the dinosaurs. We're going to do all that stuff. In the beginning, God. Where did, where, let's throw out some fun questions, y'all. These are the questions I asked when I was a teenager. I'm still asking them. Where did kids, easy, sorry, like, where did Cain and Abel get the wives from, you know? Close-knit family. I mean, like, where we got? In the beginning, God. There's a lot of questions in here. There's a lot of questions in here. Before we get into some of the details and some of the small group conversations and back porch conversations in the coming weeks, I want us to grasp this one overarching theme and concept. In the beginning, God. All right? If we can wrap our minds around that, everything else can fall into place. There's a lot of disagreement about all these other things, but I can't disagree with anyone on this one. I can't just go, like, it'll be okay if you can't come to this premise. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created everything. We live in a world that don't want to celebrate that or do that kind of thing. This last week, my family's in a NASA. I don't know where they inherited this thing from. They shot this Webster. Is it Webster? Some telescope. It's going to be crazier than the last. I mean, they're taking pictures of outer space that you just can't explain. It's really neat. And I have a hard time because... I know there's a lot of people, and very, the numbers are saying there's probably some gathered here listening online right now that think that we just kind of showed up on the scene miraculously or some other way. And all the while, I'm reading the first few verses of the Bible that says, no, Danny, in the beginning, God created. And it just happened by chance. There's a creator that created everything, and he created you, and he created me. He gives some details. Very quickly, you ever wonder that? Like, Lord, why didn't you give a few more details? You know what I think it is? Because he wants us to focus on who did it, less on how he did it. He said, no, if you grasp him, everything else will fall into place. In the beginning, God created. Before the earth was created, it was without form and void. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And then God began to move. Day one, he said, let there be light. Boom, there was evening, there was morning the first day. Day two, God separated the waters from the heavens. That's the sky and the earth. There was evening. There was morning the first day. Day three, dry land, seas, plants, and trees, all in one. There was evening. There was morning the, the fourth, the, where are we at? The third day. Day four, the sun, the moon, the stars were created. Evening, morning, fourth day. Day five, the creatures that live in the sea and fly. There was evening. There was morning. Fifth day. Day six, humanity, Adam and Eve, they began to multiply. There was evening. There was morning. The sixth day. Day seven, God rested. He created the whole earth in seven days. I know you got some questions about that. I would love to have more conversations about it. We have a little bit more time, but I want you to grasp this one concept over the first seven days of creation. God did it. He created it all. He created it in a beautiful pattern. So what got me started on the whole Genesis track was this first point in the sermon today, which is build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives. All right? God created the earth in six days and rest on the seventh. In my mind, it sounds something like this. Work, 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 rest. It's just a pattern that's been stuck in my head all week. Work, 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 rest. You know, one of my biggest struggles in the last few years as a grown man, I choose to pattern my life in a different way. It sounds something like this. Work, 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 Quick nap. Work, 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 work. You know what that is? sinful. Hear me, church. You know why some of your lives are a mess? Because you're not resting. The Lord created the heavens and the earth in six days and rested on the seventh. Why? He was building patterns. 
Did he need a pattern? He's God. He doesn't need anything. He knew that we would need a pattern. He knew that you and I would need a system to enter into, to live our lives in a way that would point other people to him. Build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives. I don't know what it would have looked like when God said, let there be light. Have you ever wondered that? Let there be light. Boom. Even the non-believing astrophysicists are saying that the universe is still expanding. Isn't that crazy? When did it start? Long time ago. At the edge of it, the scientists are saying it's still expanding. Why? When God spoke it, he never brought it back. He let it continue to go and to go and to go and to go. Build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives. Work hard every day as if working for the Lord, not for man. Honor the Sabbath in 2022. Find time in your daily routines to rest and remember the Lord. Build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives. When I was in high school, I used to set goals for myself and said, man, when I get to college, then I'm going to start reading my Bible more. Then I want to start praying more. Then I'm going to start serving more. Then I'm going to stop doing these things that I know are bad for me, but I'm choosing to do them now because I'm just a high school kid. You know what happened in college? When I get out of college, I'm going to start reading my Bible more. I'm going to start praying more. I'm going to stop doing these things that I shouldn't do and start doing more things that I should do. You know what happened when I got out of college? This, you see this pattern? The age doesn't matter. So what does this mean? I don't care how old you are right now. I am challenging everyone that is hearing these words at this time to build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives today. Do it now. You want to pray more? Pray more. You want to read scripture more? Read scripture more. Build the habits into your lives now. Parents, if you happen to be a parent of a child or you have to be a grandparent or grandchildren, build biblical habits into your life that will overlay into the lives of those around you. To this day, y'all, I am 37 years old, almost 38, 37 years old. I've been married 14 years. They've been glorious. This, I'm just being honest, all right? It's going to be an honest sermon in the last few little bit. I was going to bed last night. Our family's been, you know, taking a lot of NyQuil. We're doing our thing. And as I lay down, I'm a pastor, church. Hear me, somebody. A pastor and a Christian since I was eight years old. As I lay down in the bed, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ convicted my heart to lay my hand on my wife's shoulder and pray over her. And you know what my first thought was? I'm too tired. What? Why? Because we've got to continually build the biblical habits and practices into your life. If not, the devil's doing what he did in the first few pages, working around like a snake, whispering things in our ear like he didn't really say that. You got more time in the way. You can do that next year. Let's start it off a little slow. You don't want to freak her out. She might not know you're a Christian. Like, Are you serious? But thank goodness last night I made a good decision. I did it anyway. And I'm, we're going to be honest. You know what she did at the end of that? She prayed over me. The most beautiful prayer. Why? Because I was faithful in that moment to say, Lord, I want to do what you're calling me to do now. Stop putting off for tomorrow what you could get done today. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next year. Who enjoyed 2021? Oh, right? Like we don't know what next year's going to bring. But I know the Lord's going to be there with me in that year. 
And he's calling us to build biblical habits and practices into our daily lives now. So if you're in 8th grade or ninth grade or 12th grade or you're 92 years old, do today what the Lord is calling you to do today. I have been convicted at other times in my life because I know there have also been times when the Lord has laid someone's name on my mind or heart to reach out to or to visit or to call or to share the gospel with. And I have told him no. You ever told the Lord no? He didn't send a whale like Jonah for me. But I could name 30 people right now that I know the Lord laid on my heart. And I chose to say, not today, Lord. You want to get more honest as we start out 2022? Are those folks going to be in heaven? I hope so. I hope someone else was more faithful than me in some of those moments. Build biblical habits and practices into your daily lives now. Don't wait till you get to college. Don't wait to get to grad school. Don't wait to get in your 40s. Do it today. Honor the Lord with what he's given you. Second, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom you will serve. So I know that was all of Genesis 1 and 2. And some people are like, that has nothing to do with Genesis 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 3. Look at verses 1 through 7. I'm going to read these. Genesis 3 verses 1 through 7. That, so the earth was created. It's crazy. We're going to go in that night. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field. This is in 3 verse 1. That the Lord God had made. The serpent said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse 4. But the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight, hear this, that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made clothes for themselves. The second thing I want us to get out of the first couple chapters of Genesis is this. Choose, choose this day whom you will serve. Y'all, we got to choose this day whom we will serve. You ever read the letters and revelations to the churches at the end of time? Most of them aren't good. Why? Because most of the churches had lost their first love. They just started saying things. Preachers started preaching things that tickled people's ears and made them feel good and warm and fuzzy all the time. They started singing songs that weren't even biblical anymore. They started getting off track and not serving the Lord like they were supposed to. As I read through these first few verses last week, a couple phrases stuck out to me. One is when the serpent said to, the, to Eve, did God really say you shall not eat? Isn't it crazy the devil's been around for a long time and he's not come up with any new phrases that are still working? Well, did God really say? Did he really say you shouldn't do that? Isn't that a little outdated? Would God really not want you to enjoy everything that he created? Doesn't hear me, watch out. Doesn't God just want you to be happy? If you, if you can find a verse in this book, that said God's desire for your life is to be happy over everything else, I'll give you $20. I know I don't want to say that. You don't, shouldn't gamble in church. Like, <laughs> maybe. Choose this day whom you will serve. The woman saw that the tree was good for food and it looked good to her eyes. 
and she fell. We're still living in a fallen world, in a world where people are still choosing to buy into this idea of, did God really say that? You know what the first thing the woman said, or Adam said when God called him out on the sin from eating the, the fruit? What did he say? Boy, girl, you gave me, dude. He said, I think he said just like that. He did, true story. Like in there, God said, Adam, what did you do? And Adam had no verses. He had no, th- he was like, that girl, man, she's wild. Like, I don't know. <laughs> true story. God goes to the woman. He says to the woman, why'd you do that? You know what she said? That devil made me do it. That snake, boy, that snake did it. Everybody's got excuses that are leading other people straight to hell. Stop with the excuses, church. God is wanting us to own the things that we've done and own the things that we haven't done. And stop pointing your finger at someone else. We live in a world that's going to tell you, especially if you're younger, I'm in mid-grade somewhere in there, like over and over and over again, it's everybody else's fault all the time. And a lot of things are other people's fault, but y'all, when it comes to spiritual issues, we've got to own this stuff. You know what God's not going to ask me about one day before the pearly gates? How many times my wife sinned? Why? Because I'm not going to give an account for her. I've got to give an account for me. Choose this day whom you will serve. Stop making excuses. Stop being lukewarm. Choose this day whom you will serve and what you will believe. Y'all, there are things being taught and shared in our world today that would make a lot of our grandparents or our parents go, are you serious? So we've got to ask ourselves, Lord, am, what am I going to build my life on? I get it. When I, when I was in high school, I had friends. Let's, I had friends that would look at me and say stuff like, you really believe the Bible? And I was like, yeah. You really going to church? I was like, yeah. You really not going to smoke weed? I was like, yeah. I'm just being honest. I know we, I'm just, Right? And when I was in high school, I used to think, man, I can't wait till I get out of high school because then people stop asking these questions. I go to college. You know what people start saying? You really believe the Bible? Yeah. You really still going to church? Yeah. You really not doing some things? Yeah. When I was in college, I really thought, man, one day when I get in my 30s, people stop asking questions like that. You know what I'm seeing in the world around me? A lot of people asking the basic questions. You really think God said that? And you know what I'm still saying? Yeah. You really still building? You, that's an old book you're holding in your hand, Danny. You really going to build your life in 2022 off of the things that are in there? Yeah. You really think that book's going to be around a thousand years from now? Yeah. You really going to build your marriage off of what this thing says? Yeah. Why? Because this has not changed. Scripture is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When I was in high school, college, and early 20s, I used to think, man, the world must think this is crazy. I mean, they think I believe in this crazy. So I'm like, no, what? That's wild. They, I believe that book. 
But now I'm living in a world where people are like, this right here is a, this is a Mercedes Benz. Can we be honest for about 30 seconds? I'm going to move on. I'm like, no, that's a bench. And then louder and louder. Can we be honest for a second? It's about to get kind of loud. More and more people are going, no, it's not. That's a Mercedes Benz. And what's freaking me out is how many people are buying into it. We have, in the beginning, God created them what? Male and what? Female? Can't say that. We've got generations of kids being told there's 87 genders. I don't know, I just made up that number. I don't know, that sounds... She was like, that was a little far. That was a little... Anything that is written in this book goes against the devil himself. And the devil wants you to believe that anything written in this book is not good for your life. So there's a good chance that if you read this book more, the devil's going to try to work his way into your life to convince you that the things that are written here were for another people in another day in another age. When all the while, the Lord says over and over and over again, you better hold on to that book and build your life off of the things that it says. Because the devil is very loudly, y'all. He doesn't have to creep around anymore in our culture. He just gets on the rooftops and shouts it. Would, did God really say? But I want you to know it's for me and my household. We're still saying, yeah, he really did. So we've got to choose this day whom we will serve. Regardless of whether you're in middle school or high school or college or 45 or 82, it doesn't matter. What does the scripture say about the things that you are and are not doing in your life? Are we willing to trust him with it? What does that mean? It means we've got to read it. We've got to open up and have conversations. Young lady, I don't know if she's here this morning, a couple months ago, we're doing a little altar call. Everybody's doing their thing. It was awesome. This little girl comes up and says, hey, Pastor Danny, you told me I should ask you a question anytime about anything. I was like, yes, yeah, I got a question. I was like, right now? Cool. And we sat right there where Matt's sitting. And this little seven-year-old little girl said, when does he run out? I said, when is, who are we talking about? I said, when does Jesus run out of forgiving me? When will he stop? What is she doing? She's asking a question about something that's in her heart that she read in here. Why? Because she wants to validate it. That's why church is important. Y'all, I'm still reading this book all the time. And I just, pretty regularly, I'm getting the stuff going, that's, that's a lot. Which is why we have Bible studies and small groups and gatherings to unpack it and live it out together. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day whom you'll serve. Verses 8 to 13 that we're wrapping up. In Genesis 3. This is, this is crazy to me because this is unlike what I do when people hurt my feelings. So like Adam and Eve are in the Garden of Eden. The world's just been created. It's crazy. Sin just entered for the very first time. Don't know what that felt like, but I'm guessing a little bit of guilt, a little bit of remorse and conviction. And God shows up on the scene and he does not do what everything in our culture says he does. He does what the scripture says he does. Look at what it says in verse eight. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? Do you think it was like, hide? I mean, God knew where, where are you? 
And Adam said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And God said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? And the man said, the woman whom you gave me, here it comes, excuse time, to be with me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent delivered me, deceived me and I ate it. And then God speaks to the serpent. The third point I want us to discuss very briefly this morning is a very simple one. Y'all, we got to repent of our sins. We have to repent of our sins. Your sins are going to cause you to hide from the Lord. Your sins are going to separate you from God. The devil made me move it. My wife made me do it. The government made me do it. Who did it? We did it. We've got to stop making excuses and own it. If you want to forgive others more, ask God to forgive you more. You want 2022 to be better than 2021? Save some money on a book. Hear these next few words. Repent of your sins and trust the Lord. We live in a culture that wants us to tell God about everybody else's sins, which we need to address and work through together as a culture. I get it. But y'all, when it comes to us, God wants us to own our stuff. For ourselves to say, Lord, look, I'm struggling with this. So a tough question. Don't answer it. Don't put it on Facebook or anything later. What sin did you commit the most in 2021? I know we can get the nitty gritty and be like, oh, what's a sin? Let's just say that for another week. Something that you know is sinful. What's the one sin you committed more in 2021 than any other sin? Think about it for a second. Not popular, not a great way to start the new year, but it's quite biblical. What's the one sin? Don't tell anybody else. It's nobody else's business. It's yours. When Jesus was dying on the cross for the sins of the world, he was thinking about that. And he still did it. Why? Because verse 8 in Genesis chapter 3 says, they sinned like they fell. And what does the Lord do? He comes walking in the cool of the day for an evening stroll at sunset. Why? Because they were still his children. They separated themselves from him. He didn't remove himself from them. They removed themselves from his presence. And the Lord comes in with the same message saying what? Come out from your hiding. Come into my presence. Why? He wanted to be with his children. God created you to be with you, to know you, to walk with you. So we have to ask ourselves, Lord, what did I struggle with in 2021 that I need to leave at an altar today, first Sunday of 2022? Stop sinning. The world would be better if we sinned less. The world's trying to redefine sins. Ask the Lord if it's sinful. The Holy Spirit will convict you of it if it is. Read this book. If this book says don't do it, don't do it. If it says do it, have fun. We've got to ask ourselves, Lord, what in my life do I need to lay down as I get ready to start a new year? Because when we do, y'all, every time I've done that, the Lord's in the background going, it's time to go for a walk. If you want to forgive others more, ask God to forgive you more. That's why the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus taught his followers how to pray, he said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Y'all, I'm, I'm excited about 2022. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Lord's going to do in this place. I'm looking forward to going skiing with teenagers in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to having church property and 
holding a shovel for the first time. We'll get a big shovel. We'll just start digging holes. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to more stories that are going to happen at this altar. More conversations are going to happen out in this parking lot. More people that are about to, like my man's about to do in just a little bit, that are going to share with the world that they believe in Jesus. So as we begin 2022 by going back to the beginning, I invite you to continue to do these things, y'all. Build biblical habits and practices into your daily life. Choose this day whom you will serve. And repent of your sins. Trust the Lord for his promise to walk with you. He created you to love you and to know you and to be with you on this day. Let's pray. Lord, today, we thank you for your promises that are fulfilled and for meeting us here in this place. Lord, we thank you for scripture. I thank you for your words that have been around for a long time, Lord. You know our world, Lord. You know our country and our nation, our culture. You know what some of the students are going through. God, there's young people here making decisions that aren't popular, following after Jesus, going to church. Lord, I thank you for that faith. I pray over them right now that 2022 would be used by you to bring revival into the middle school and the high school. They would lead their friends to you. Lord, I pray for marriages in this place that struggled in 2021 because of sin of one or the other or both. Priorities got out of whack, Lord. Lord, I pray that we would come back to the basics at this time as we start 2022. If there's husbands and wives that need to stay where they are, come to an altar and say, Lord, we need to be made new. Lord, let them do that. Lord, for everybody that's hearing these words, when I ask that question, not a popular question, we don't want to dwell on it often because it doesn't, Lord, it'll make us feel good. But Lord, when we ask that question, what was my greatest sin in 2021? What did I struggle with more in that year than any other thing? Lord, I don't want another Sunday to go by where everybody goes, well, okay, we already messed up. Maybe next year. Let today be the day that we choose you. We repent of it. Lord, that you say, the scripture says that when you repent, it means you're going one direction, you lay everything down, and you go the other direction. Lord, if there's anybody in here that needs to lay something down as they start this year. Let today be the day they do it. They can come down front, talk to me or my wife. We'll love to pray with them. They can stay right where they are and have a conversation with you. Lord, I pray that we all would have the type of faith like my little man, mad in peace in just a little bit. He's getting ready to enter into these waters of baptism and share with his family, his church, and his God that he trusts in Jesus. And he wants everybody to know And this year, He's starting out right by saying, I want everybody to know that I believe. Help us, Lord, as we make decisions that I pray would draw us closer to you. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Won't you stand with us, church families? We sing our closing song. If I can help you with any decision, if you'd like to know more about becoming a Christian or entering into waters of baptism, you need somebody just to pray with you. We'll be up front worshiping as well as we lift our voices together.